Hello and welcome to Studio Geekly, your podcast for all things nerdy, geeky, and awesome. I am your host, Michael Beagle, and I will be using my podcaster breathing technique to introduce my brother and co-host, Jacob Beagle. Jacob, how are you doing today? Yeah! I'm doing really good. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just pumped up for this, ep- this pod, this episode. We've been because, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, yeah. I will add a little... Um, bit of an issue i've been having is that i have had a cold for about a week now no covid no covid out of here um but and i and i thought that maybe it was going to affect this podcast but then i listened to a recording of myself and it's just as nasally as it always is so there we go (laughs) (laughs) yeah no totally actually we're going to be talking about demon slayer as you can tell Uh, by our breathing techniques our breathing techniques and possibly the title of the episode (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like michael said we've been kind of on a hiatus life gets in the way People get sick. I go on vacation. Actually, just snowboarding. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. What yeah, about you? I get sick and you go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah, I literally just laid in bed. I played as much um, Animal Crossing as I could with my friend. We have kind of a date at 5 p.m. where we both get on at the same time. It's Hype. super nice. Yeah, it's I like socializing in that manner. I heard that there were supposed to be a ton of parties this weekend. And my first, like my I went to go buy medicine. I was totally clean, wearing gloves, wearing my mask. And the guy and the guy at the register goes, awful lot of parties. I take out my headset and my earphones, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, a lot of parties tonight. And I was like, ew, gross. Ew, um, gross. <laughs> I only care about myself, table for 12. Like, okay, I guess we're, we just don't care. I mean, you know, the healthy, you know, live fast, die young. Bad girls do it well. Why not? Bingo. But, I like it. <laughs> you know, just trying to take care of ourselves. Life gets in the way. We all know that. You, If you follow your favorite podcast, you know that you get pissed off if on a Wednesday that episode doesn't show up and then they have to get down on their knees and beg you to listen to them because we did it wrong. We're sorry. It was a mistake. We made it. <laughs> people are people and those things happen, you know. Amen. <laughs> but yeah, I've just been doing this. I just went snowboarding, like I said. Me and a couple of buddies just went up, kept our distance. <laughs> yeah, know? no. I mean, we went I... To- yeah, we went to Bachelor. Um, I've only been snowboarding a few times, but I was getting wrecked. And so I was sore as hell. And you were sick. So we put it off. Yeah, but I'm now a- we're back. Demon Slayer time. It is time for Demon Slayer. I was going to say I'm a master sledder. I've never snowboarded my whole life, but I will penguin sled down literally any hill. <laughs> I Yeah, I will full just go for it. I'm, I'm not afraid to be harmed when it comes to that. But yes, we were talking about Demon Slayer because this anime first... Obviously, it was a manga that came right. out back in 2019 or 2016. 16. 2016 was when it was released. Okay. Um, and it didn't really, um, it wasn't very popular. It's not necessarily that it wasn't good. It just didn't hit the popular media until the anime really threw it in full-fledged into uh, popular culture right. in 2019. And thanks to Netflix, we got a, we got a great English uh, dub. And thanks to COVID, everyone was watching to, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, but also thanks to COVID, we were still waiting on that movie to come out. Right, true, that's true. It did halt a lot of stuff, but we did get to binge a lot of shows and stuff that we probably would never get into. Yeah, this one I put off forever. I will yeah. say a quick apology to Devin. Uh, you told me to watch this a thousand times, and it took Jaco to tell me to watch it once to watch it. So I'm sorry that he has seniority over you, but um, I'm very excited to... Uh, Enjoy the fact that you cannot um, interrupt me during this podcast and you'll just be listening to it in your truck like you always do because you're a great supporter and I love you for that. But uh, suck a dick dumb shit because I'm going to say whatever I want and you're going to have to deal with it. 
So we will be that. just specifically discussing uh, the anime because the manga is finished. I unfortunately came across a ton of beautiful spoilers that only make the upcoming anime sequel so much more tasty to me. I am yeah. salivating over it, but I will not be laying down any spoilers. I will not even be giving them to my dearest brother. I'm just excited for you to come to those discoveries when the series yeah. comes out. See, I haven't read the manga or anything. I haven't done any backstory or anything. I just want everything to be kind of new to me. That's just kind of, even like video games and all that stuff, I never look up spoilers. I, I'm totally like, I blackball myself from Facebook, Instagram, everything. If something new is coming out that I know I want to see, so just so I don't get spoiled. I know that 100%. Like, I actually I haven't read the manga. I think I'm going to read the manga after I watch the mm -hmm. series because I'm a firm believer of the book is always better than the movie. So you mm -hmm. might as well watch the movie, enjoy it, and then get all of the extra details and um, interesting facts like that were uh, maybe not necessarily presented well in the TV series or the movie. And you're always going to get a better experience with the book anyway. So it's kind of like a thesaurus of your favorite aspects of the movie or the TV series because the writer always does it better in the, mo I mean, in the, um, the, the written yeah. material is right. always better because right. there's much more detail. And so just a little heads up, if you haven't seen Demon Slayer or you, you, know, you don't want to get spoiled, probably don't listen to this episode until you see it <laughs> because we're going to be going over the plot line, character kind of backgrounds, kind of what things that stick out to us mean or what they could mean, possibly mean in the future. Yeah. And like just kind of our take on where the series is going to be going to. Yeah, this is our in interpretation and um, first experience with the series. And I know that my chocolatey round voice is just enticing you into the fact that you haven't even watched it or <laughs> read it at all. And all you want to hear is me telling your beautiful baby face the spoilers. But <laughs> you're going to have to stop. Stop it before you hurt yourself. Okay, watch the series. It's fantastic. Yeah, so do you want to just kind of... Brief walk. synopsis. Let's just do like walk through the plot maybe and then we'll just start from here. Absolutely. So we start our series with a incredibly positive, kind, loving character, Tanjiro. Um, he is with his family and he is a, it's a coal salesman? I believe so. Yeah. 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 He's a salesman and he's, you know, going to go off into town to take care of his family because there is no father in this picture. There is the mother and she didn't have a side braid, you know, ponytail. So I thought maybe this was going to be a positive, uh, you know, family that lasted throughout the series. Uh, but we come to find that when Tanjiro comes home, his entire family is not murdered. They are massacred. Absolutely massacred. So it's him, his mom, and his five brothers and sisters. Yes. Right? And his dad is in the picture, like you said. So he comes back to his house after selling things. He can smell blood. This is kind of our first step into thinking that he has like a, not a superpower. You know? He has an acute sense a of smell. A very acute sense of smell. He can smell things from like literally miles away, basically. Yeah, he can smell fear. He can he can smell, um, right. you know, differences in the environment around him. It's a great skill that he has that it's will take him a long way. It's right, and so he smells something's wrong. Basically, he smells blood and runs back to his house. And like Michael said, his family is ripped to shreds. Torn apart, obliterated, blood everywhere, which instantly makes me think this anime is something different because this anime is like it's not showing like the gore like their intestines split out everywhere but there's just blood everywhere and they don't like they don't 
dial back at all. <laughs> yeah, with, they don't like, sugarcoat it, but it's definitely um, the way that it's presented and is in a very mature way. Absolutely, you know, yeah. it's not just willy nilly viscera everywhere. Right. It's just. Um, I love a TV show that treats you with an amount of respect. You Absolutely. Know, you were saying you does. wouldn't let your child watch this at no, all. But. No, 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 definitely not. But so after Tanjiro comes up to his family, sees that they're all dead, assumably, he realizes that one of his siblings is not dead, right? Yeah, Nezuko. <laughs> right. There's something different about Nezuko. She is, uh, it looks like she's taking on some sort of, uh, transformation she's super aggressive she comes mm -hmm. at him and um he doesn't know what to do you know you're torn when he's basically the breadwinner of the family he the biggest thing about this entire series is that you come to find that uh family is very important Correct. and uh he's torn between with how to react to his sister right. attacking him right i mean what um, what would you do i mean if you started attacking me my first instinct would be like uh, call the police like restrainer <laughs> like and he's not thinking about like killing his sister right that's the last thing on his mind is even no matter what she's turned into no matter what she's become he's not going to kill her he wants to save her he wants to find a cure and that's kind of what leads to the beginning of this entire series so tanjiro finds out that his sister's become a demon and he wants to find the cure like i said and so this is right when he meets gayu giyu yeah, yeah uh, gayu right yeah and so he's gayu tries to kill nezuko and Tanjiro's not having it. He's going to protect his sister at all costs. And he just wants to find a cure. So he's asking Gaio or Gyu on what to do next, what he can do to save his sister. And Gyu, uh, 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 Gaio, he becomes this uh, very important and prominent character that is the first to see the incredible bond um, and uh, quality of relationship that Tanjiro and Nezuko have. It's like, it's that relationship that is... Um, uh, revealed that is different than um, anything that human and demon have ever had together. Mm -hmm. So this basically um, uh, sets off Tanjiro to go on a quest uh, to become a demon slayer, which is part of an elite group of swordsmen. And this is in order to find a way to bring his sister back to being human. Correct. This is the story. Correct. And so Tanjiro goes and meets up with a former, or not former, was a demon slayer, right? He was one of the top demon slayers, and now he's a trainer, basically. And uh, Master Urokodaki, he's the guy with the big, long red nose with the mask. Yeah, the, yeah. <clears throat> I forget what the mask is called, but there's literally an emoji for it. Right, yeah, we have you it know, in our this, emoji keyboard. Yeah, this so. is something that, um, masks uh, are quickly revealed to be a huge aspect right. of this series, which, I mean, Come on, you've seen, we've seen Naruto, like we've seen all the, all these great anime. A mask is such a, is such a great um, piece of symbolism and Definitely. a part of Japanese culture um, right. over, over uh, millennia. Right. And so not only does he start to train Tanjiro, he, we find out Tanjiro has been there training for two years. And, um, and much, uh, not like many, many anime um, most anime have, you know, the two-year training process is an entire arc. You know, right, we've seen right. we've seen One Piece, we've seen Naruto. This is something that this character usually takes um, an over arc of training that lasts forty episodes. No, they they this is one maybe two one to maybe one two. episode. It's impeccably yeah. wrapped up with a bow, and yeah. this is um, the Demon Slayer series is a it's a shonen. Mm -hmm. um, 
manga and the thing is that do you want to explain um, what a shonen is yeah of course so this is a series that's mostly um put out towards young men you mm-hmm. know where you're at your early adolescence um to you know mid-adolescence most of us are let's be honest we've been watching anime and reading manga from 8 to 35 years old like it's something that never stops but uh we are it's just it's a shonen series that is i mean jaco you're not much of and i'm not saying that you're not an anime watcher you're just not an avid anime fan where you are digging to find the next thing like i am right this is something that is so um impeccably put together that it grabbed it drew you in right and absolutely. that's a, and that's a it, that's a great uh like it just shows how important that this piece of art is actually the creator who is surprisingly is a woman um she, her name and i i apologize i'm going to butcher it but um new york times said that this japanese illustrator her name is Koyoharu Gotoge. Uh, she is the author. She was a smash hit. And she is one of the top 100 2021 most influential upcoming people. You know? Wow. Interesting. Because she has, I mean, she's helping form, a, you know, she's helping mold the minds of the younger era. Uh-huh. You know? And that's, that's pretty cool. I think that um, much like Inuyasha, which is written by a woman, very, very popular. It was actually one of the first real series that brought me into manga and anime altogether. And as far as when it comes to incredible creators, when, um, Full Metal Alchemist, also written by a woman. Right. So it's very cool that something that is um, supposed to be aimed towards a younger and um, you know young adult audience of men is uh, created by a woman who, I mean... It just goes to show you that you know every everybody's capable of creating the creating something that is uh, helpful to anybody else. You know? Right. I don't. Correct. I don't really know where I'm going with it. But. That's, that's all good. Uh, so but th- yes. Th- so, thank you for for creating this amazing piece of piece of work that has brought definitely. so many different types of people together. Right. And so while Tanjiro's like training with uh, Master Urokodaki, it's been like we said, been two years. Um, Nezuko has been asleep this entire time. So the, for the two years, she's been asleep. And uh, Master Urokodaki actually puts like a hypnosis on her to make her think that all humans are her family and all demons are basically trying to kill her family, right? So mm-hmm. she needs to protect her family. So that kind of lets us, lets uh, Nezuko kind of be part of the story with us. Because if she was just a demon killing like monster, like who wanted to just kill all humans, we're going to keep her in a box the entire like series. Can't do that. Yeah. Oh, the box that is, uh, this box that, um, Orokudaki, um, made specifically, um, for Nezuko. This is to protect her during the daytime because demons are, um, incredibly susceptible, uh, to death from sunlight. Yeah. Like instantly, (laughs) like as soon as the sun touches them, they just start. Yeah. They crisp up like vampires. Exactly. And so, yes, after that, um, Tanjiro completes his training and then he gets sent on to do like a final task or final selection with a bunch of other demon slayer like wannabes right <laughs> you know selectives or no let's be honest throughout this series they okay so you think that uh, being a demon slayer is like a select few but this series throws out demon slayers like freaking popcorn at a movie they're like they're like <laughs> dude oh we gotta have somebody get murdered so they're just like demon slayers yeah, demon exactly. slayers demon slayers well when you first come up to it like right before the final selection starts there's like there's like 30 to 50 yeah. wannabe demon slayers <laughs> right and then 
we come to find out that only a few of them make it out. Like actually, like four or five. Yeah, um, it's a great arc with the um the final selection. Right. It just a a great um a great few episodes that add a lot more details to the series and to your characters, and it's great character development for Tanjiro. But at the end of this, basically reveal that there is a history with Orokudaki and his um his students, and Tanjiro is basically the last living student that he has had. Right. Right. And only four survive um, the final selection, and this is where this is where the real story actually begins, because this is Tanjiro beginning his journey as a demon slayer, and that begins with him uh, discover uh, having to choose his ore that his uh, demon slaying sword, his Nushirin, will be um, made from. And since he's got a freaking not only a nose for justice, he's got a nose for quality. He chooses exactly which ore he thinks is going to make him the best sword. Correct. And so one actually, so Tanjiro is one of the four people that made it out. Him, along with some other orange-haired guy, we come to find out later, and um, some another girl, a girl, and then some other guy who is just a total prick. <laughs> Which you, so you uh, told me beforehand that there is this really obnoxious character, and I thought it was this boy. And this boy's name is Genya, and these other three people show Correct. up right. w- within the series. Uh, but Genya is just this asshole. Like, he immediately <laughs> starts yelling um, orders. He's complaining. He's so, like, Sasuke, I'm better than this. Like, oh, whatever. And he just... We, we have these two these two lovely um, characters who are, you know, telling everybody how, how this... Um, Basically the creepy twins. They're just telling yeah, you, if, you know what, the rules. If, if this is, we're not talking spoilers anymore. You, if you're listening, you've seen the series. Correct. So the two, the two twins, and he just goes over to one of them, and he just nabs her by the skull. He looks like he's trying to, like, pull her wig off or something, yeah. but it's her actual hair, and he, he just, just... He just grabs her. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, this is the guy. Right. <laughs> Turns out I was way wrong. No, like, it wasn't this guy. I mean, although he is a total prick, it wasn't the guy I was most annoyed by. But no. come to find out, I'll, I'll tell you later which one I was talking about. But you already know. But, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but so Tanjiro steps up and he's like, yeah, what's your deal? Quit being a total asshole. <laughs> yeah, Tanjiro is the type of person who is, he's just, he's soft, he's soft hearted and he's hard headed. Um, but um, because he freaking bangs that forehead in anything he can. Right, his right. Skull, his skull can cause concussions. <laughs> so does Tanjiro get his sword after the final selection or before? Oh, Tanjiro gets the sword after the final selection because he chooses the ore. And then Correct. our sword creator, um, oh, yeah. is, who is always excited to see what color the, the sword is. The guy with the toot toot mask. <laughs> what does that yeah. even mean? Well, his mask? Yeah, his toot toot mask. I don't even know. He's, he got, if you see his mask, I, I think his name's Hatoru or I don't know. I don't even can't pronounce his last name. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy with the toot toot mask. That's what I call yeah, him. Yeah, there's. Um, he's one of those characters that just constantly adds levity to what's happening because right. he is. You know he's very um, he he's very stoic in his art, in his creation and mm-hmm. forging of these swords, these right. immaculate swords. He's one of the few that do it right. Right. But then he goes above and beyond to be just a prima donna yeah, and like pissy yeah. and like he wants. And it's just it's like I said, it's that levity that most series need, especially one that has such a. Um, a, a serious subject is Demon Slayer because mm-hmm. I mean the whole series is about murder. You know? Right? Yeah, it can't be it, that the whole time. <laughs> it's about war, and and yes, uh, uh, with a you know a great series, um, 
great comedy and levity and kindness and and just i mean sweet disposition where i'm like crying watching the series right. as it, you know comes out and right. it's and it's so fluid and smooth and because in this anime uh adds a great um congruity to 3d um you know, 3D animation to 2D animation, like the fluidity is really great. Right, Where right, um, an important scene where a character is talking and, you know, making their great speech um, cohesively becomes a 3D animation fight scene, you know, swords, like swords a-slinging. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, we, the toot-toot man. The toot-toot man gives Tanjiro <laughs> his sword and he waits to see what color the sword's going to be when he draws it from its sheath, right? And he draws it out and it turns black, which he, is very rare. You know, when you see a main character and you go, oh, he's got fiery red hair and his whole family has black hair. Main character. Like yeah. you always know. I go, huh. You yeah. know, you're watching, you're watching um, Yu-Gi-Oh! And you're going, I wonder who the main character <laughs> is. Is it the right. guy with the starfish on the top of his fucking head? Yeah, probably. So, so he goes, oh, you've got this fiery red hair. You're going to have a oh, right, that's bright right. red crimson amber sword. That's right. And then he pulls it out. It becomes black, and he's like, that's a black sword. That's normally a bad omen because it means you're not going to go far. I was really looking forward to seeing a red sword. <laughs> it's like he, you like let him down by just being yourself, just Tanjiro. Be, yeah, just pulling the sword out like <laughs> he had any control over that. <laughs> but So the sword, actually, you were just telling me, is a big deal for Demon Slayers because it like captures en light energy from the yeah. sun. The ore is very specific because it it constantly taking in energy from the sun, which right. makes our demons go poof, obviously, because they can't come out in sunlight. Right, and if you have to cut off a demon's head in order to kill it, because if you just cut off his arm, it can regenerate. Yeah, there's only that, and then the uh, there's specific flower uh, that is poisonous to them. Right, which they stay away from. Yeah. Along with the sword, they also get birds, right? Well, this is before he gets the sword, I think. Well, they, they all get, get crows, but... Crows. Uh, Except but, for one of the characters gets a little chickadee or like a little house swallow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after the sword is created, we've got Tanjiro heading out on his uh, first official mission, right? Right, that's what the crows are for. They come and tell you, hey, you're, yeah. you have a mission. Rock, mission over here. Yeah, mission exactly. Mission over here. For some reason, the crows sound like parrots. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, so the, <laughs> the, the crows show up and they tell the, you know, the demon slayers where to go to go start their mission and help out people, I guess, from the demons that are attacking their city or attacking them or what, what happened. Yeah, um, everything, I mean, everything about demons is basically formed on rumors. So... Uh, the so I think crow, the birds are a really great um, additive to this because you know a bird hears something from another bird from another bird from another bird and then they come and they go you know oh well we hear that that women are going missing in this village Correct. so that's where your next assignment is going to be right which leads us to our first mission for Tanjiro so he shows up to the to the city and he gets an instant smell like he smells something that he smelled before and it's the same scent that he smelled from when his family was murdered. So he knows instantly, this is the guy I'm looking for, and he's here, and this is who I need to find, right? And so he runs up, and he sees our main villain, Muzan, Kabutsuji. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, the <laughs> Michael Jackson-looking demon. <laughs> 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 so he's just walking through the city with his assumed to be family he's got like a wife and a daughter and tanjiro is very confused by this he's like that he's just prancing around as a normal 
human and no one notices that there's a demon among them. Oh, and a perfect time to interject because this is on his first mission. Uh, Tanjiro comes and he sees a city for the first time. Oh, you correct. Know? Yeah. Um, this is uh, a really, really great um, semblance of um, of, uh, pl- of for the plot because um, our the creator made this during the Taisho period, which is when when um, the uh, industry of uh, you know steam and engines and uh, you know trains and and cars like in automobiles the the automotive industry is what it's called i believe i do say it was the automotive industry <laughs> <Do> declare, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit more uh foghorn leghorn i was going more so for like monopoly guy but um if this is a great um it's it's when um it's when things go from uh from old to new so tanjiro shows up in the, and, and it's the taisho period and he it's nightlife you know, so what a great time for a demon to actually show up. There are Perfect. there are lanterns, there is there are steam engines, there's electricity booming for the first time, and he is this kid from a village, you know. Small He's so cold. Right, know? right. So uh so what a a bunch of new things showing up for him for the first time. So right. we see Michael Jackson was on Kibutsuji, yeah. So Tanjiro, the main reason he's looking for him is because he was told that he has the cure to cure Nezuko. So that's why he's trying to find him. And so when he first finds him, like I said, he just realized it looks like he's just a normal guy with a family. And then we come to find out he has the power to turn people into demons like that. He scratches the back of this guy's neck walking past him, and he just starts to turn into a demon like right before our eyes in front of everyone. And so that just causes a whole ruckus so he can escape. Yeah, a great de- a great deterrent to what's right. happening. Right. And so this episode is really important because um, we meet uh, Tamayo and Yushiro, which are demons that are good. You know, Tanjiro has this... Um, susceptiveness where he that might not even be a word where he um (laughs) he meets he meets the most important right off the bat like when it comes to meeting uh seeing muzan for the first time the demon that he knows turned nezuko but then he also meets tamayo and yushiro which are these demons that are not like other demons they're they have heart they're important they're they're good um they're good uh people you know, right? And uh, uh, Tamayo, this sweet woman who turned Yushiro into a demon because he was a kid on his deathbed, basically, and she gave him the opportunity to die or to live on as a demon. Yes, and yeah. so, and that's basically what they do: is that they want to help people. They want to be, they want to work in tandem and be uh, good teammates. And Tamayo is the one who says that if she can get enough of Muzan's blood, then she can cure nezuko she's sure of it she, right. she is the like apothecary of of demonstresses demonstresses mm. female demon doesn't close, matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's got to be one of those uh, and and she is willing to um with her incredibly hilarious protector yushiro who thinks nezuko's ugly and tamayo <laughs> is the most beautiful woman who ever walked on two legs <laughs> it's right. so good i love tanjiro having to fight for his sister's attractiveness <laughs> he's like look at that face look at how beautiful my sister is <laughs> you know he's I love pissed yeah. <laughs> and it's and once again the, the just the comedy that's added in this series in in perfect little like spicy sprinkles yeah and th- is this when they get attacked by 
Muzan's uh, henchmen. Yes, this is when we start finding out that Muzan has control over certain demons because Correct. he has like a pact right. of, of uh, not necessarily carriers, but he's got his henchmen all over the place. Right, and the most we've come to find out the most powerful henchmen he has are called the 12 Kizuki. And we think that these two demons that are coming to attack Tanjiro and Nezuko are one of them. Come to find out they are not, even though they are very powerful demons. Yes. Um, it's almost like um, wanting to be a part of the most popular club. Correct. You and, know, you're, and, uh, anyone who's anyone is a part of Muzan's empire. Right. And there's kind of like these zombie uh, demons that are just kind of like, you know, uh, trying to eat humans, trying to get blood, nothing else. But then there's these souped up demons that actually unlock their powers from Muzan, who gives them his blood. And while doing this, it unlocks a certain power, each demon different. So both of these demons have a certain power that was unlocked from Muzan. Yeah, it's like how um, uh, I, that Tanjiro has his, uh, that Tanjiro and demon slayers have their like breathing techniques. Correct. Um, we have blood techniques. Yeah, with, we as um, in you and the demons. With, as, in, <laughs> as, in, as in we, yeah. You know, the royal we, which is all of my demons up in here, you know? Oh, God. Um, and, and so it unlocks their, yes. Uh, so we've got the volleyball girl with the multiple arms, and she is jacked to the extreme. Dude, she's gnarly. And the character design, everyone has, has like, their glitter and their... Uh, isn't like her first ball she kicks or throws, like takes that guy's head off yeah <laughs> and then you nezuko sure goes to off? kick one and her freaking leg just goes like disappears oh yeah we know that we we end up learning that nezuko can bend it like beckham because she yeah. just like she kicks the first demon's head off right right <laughs> nowhere oh and um so most <laughs> demons um get their powers based off they become more powerful based off how many people that they've eaten correct whereas we find that nezuko to our knowledge, has not eaten any people. Um, and ha yeah, for throughout the series, has not eaten any people, but she goes into these great coma-like sleeps Correct. where she regains her powers. But when she wakes up, it is awesome. She's a beast, right. <laughs> She's literally a beast with fangs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after this whole battle happens, I think Tanjiro gets injured pretty heavily. I think he breaks his leg and his couple ribs. And I think he instantly gets like called on to another mission, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he's traveling. It's um, uh, Tamayo and Yushiro uh, explained to him that they they would take care of Nezuko if he wanted to leave her with them. Right. But you know the familiar bond. The thing is that Tanjiro isn't the most powerful one out of the two of them. They both work in tandem together Correct. so well. Right. They both uh, when when push comes to shove, they both um have these great abilities that work perfectly together, and that's like the sweetest thing about them being brother and sister. And that's why I cried a lot during the <laughs> series because I have an older brother, and <laughs> yeah, no, <clears throat> I'm fine. I think Tanjiro is more uh, it's like strategic, and I think Nezuko is power. Like she feels she, she's she's um she is her fight, um, their fighting style. Yes, yeah, she is um fueled by. By her family. Jedi and the Sith working in tandem. That's kind of what I got out of it. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know anything about Star Wars, but, I, but I'm going to shake my head about it. That's, <laughs> good. That's nice. So while Tanjiro is getting called on this other mission, he's heading out. And this is where we run into one of his buddies that he, he wants to tag along on their mission. And this is the guy I was talking about. is Zenitsu. <laughs> he, he has to be, for me, one of the most annoying anime characters 
of all time. Like I, I love his character and I love the idea of him, but the over exaggeration, the girl crazy, how scared he is of his own shadow, and the way he yells about everything he says drives me through the freaking roof. <laughs> so, Jaco, you're gonna hate to hear that every single poll, um, you know, uh, like voting system through magazines, through the internet, um, Zenitsu is literally the second or the third most popular character every time. That makes me want to puke. Like I've lost, I've lost faith in humanity. <laughs> well, there's, I don't know because when I first saw him, like when I saw him for the first time after the, um, the uh, final selection, the way he looked was so cool to me. His design, yeah, yeah. I was, and I was like, oh, he's a scaredy cat. I love me some scaredy cat, which characters. is totally fine. But they just over. But it for me. I like him. The thing about Zenitsu is you are punished for the next three episodes when you first meet him. When you first meet him, it's. Prepare yourself because three episodes with him, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not about the journey anymore. It's about the fucking destination because <laughs> he is. You got to push yourself through these. Like I'm, I mean, I'm a whiny little baby cakes, afraid of everything, hate myself, like annoyed, right. scared, you know, pussy pants. But him saying it constantly is he is just he's always screaming. afraid he's straight up obnoxious he's screaming like screaming. he's me 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 girl like right. blah 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 right which which leads me to my first question is how in god's name did he pass final selection right how did he make it through the night with these all these demons trying to kill him and so we come to find out later on which is pretty soon after they come up upon a haunted mansion and along with tanjiro's sense of smell zenitsu has a very acute sense of hearing he can hear things he says you guys hear that drum and tanjiro goes no i don't hear anything he says it's coming from inside the mansion here and so this is what leads us to go inside the mansion because tanjiro starts to i think he gets a scent of blood or something like that from coming inside oh no 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 he runs up upon a family there's two kids and their older brother got taken inside the mansion yeah tanjiro is constantly led by um by the um like connections that people have right like right. i think it's it really family is a big one but he also i think he just it really cares emotionally about people he's super sensitive in that aspect which right. is um is something that i mean yes he is shown to be a very powerful adversary right but he has that soft spot that we all like down to our marrow all have well even when he has to kill demons he doesn't want to he he has a soft spot for this demon because he knows that used to be a human and he knows you know i don't want to kill you i'm sorry i have to do that he's basically apologizing for killing this demon and even when he kills a demon he basically takes its hand and prays over it while it's fading away and you kind of get to see a backstory from each demon that he slays and even some demons start to well up with tears because they remember their past life that like thank you for caring about me basically before i fade on and so we get to see that later on well through. isn't isn't the greatest um weapon that we hone forgiveness you know right right and i think that it takes you know everybody we've all seen that big macho guy who wants to start a fight all the time and or you know everybody wants to hold grudges be because we're just in this industry of media and 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 fire and wanting to hurt each other or get or be the victim, right? Yeah, but those are basically the two. Everybody, cards. yeah, every, <laughs> everybody wants card, to. Everybody wants to, or 
makes the assumption that they are the victim. And I think that what makes somebody the most powerful is their ability to forgive and be grateful. And I think that's something that we should all be learning right now. Right. I you think know, that- if you want to believe that you're Tanjiro, if you want to believe that and identify with that character, you have to actually really take a big gulp of your own iced tea and be like, I need to forgive people instead of play the victim. He's, he's a sheepdog. There's wolves and there's sheep. Very, very small like group of people are the sheepdog Jacob that protect Beagle. the sheep and they can still fight the wolves. It is very rare that I think that you're super smart. And <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Rude. I, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, um, that is actually something that I am going to take home with me. Thank you. That yeah. was wonderful. Hey. Oh my gosh. Uh, you, I'm going to have you that. Know what? Hey, we're going to do a brief pause and I'm just going to thank Jacob for a little bit over here. <laughs> Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting you a gift now <laughs> but, so let's just jump back in here uh when he they go and start to jump into this mansion here right to go save these kids older brother and there's a demon in there which we come to find out is a very powerful demon as well and he just got these drums literally just implanted in his body and he can tap these drums and make the entire mansion flip different angles it kind of throws you into like a parallel universe type of thing where you're just like you know, Tanjiro has never been a part of this. Obviously, he's just a small town kid. He's walking into a deserted, like, haunted mansion. And this demon is tapping on these drums and it's making the entire room flip 180 degrees, 90 degrees, whatever or way you're, he wants Or you're it. changing into different rooms. This is Correct, where the yeah. 3D animation melds in oh, just yeah. seamlessly right. to, the t- to the 2D, like, drawing. Because it's... I mean, it's beautiful. Every like, I mean, you see the lanterns, you see the lights in the building, you see the shift of the entire um, mansion. It is so cool. Right, and Zenny too bitches for about twenty minutes. <laughs> Does not go in, and it's rough too. But even a, a kid, he goes in with one of the kids, right? And so him and the kid get separated from Tanjiro. Tanjiro's fighting the main demon. While Zenitsu is kind of walking around with this kid, complaining about everything. With these like outlier demons that yeah, show like up minor here and demons. There. Yeah, right, the, right. You know, once again, what a perfect, um, what a perfect like, um, uh, it, it's almost like it's like vampires. You know, there is there is there's the lead vampire that when you drink its blood, you get the ability to become like an elite vampire. Right. But then there are the vampires who maybe don't make it through the heal through the transformation process and they're the zombie vampires. Exactly. So this is like a perfect like um example of like it's so easy to understand the hierarchy of demons. Right. Where it's like, oh, here are the zombie shitty ones that are terrifying nonetheless, but they're just, you know, little monstrosities. Right. And so while Tanjiro's fighting the main demon in this mansion, Zenitsu is with this kid fighting like the tongue demon, I think they called him. And he's <laughs> so they're, gross. They're about to get like destroyed, right? And Zenitsu passes out. He actually just passes out and the kid's like you got to be kidding me. Like, I'm screwed now. <laughs> and so, but we come to find out too that Zenitsu, this is how he made it through Final Selection. Because once he passes out, he starts getting this technique that he doesn't even know he has. And he fights while he's passed out. And he's a whole different person, like an alter ego type of thing. And he just destroys this demon. <laughs> yeah, with stress, with that with that self-hating like fulfillment, with that stress out of the equation, he becomes kind of like, the one he, basically you know? exactly that yeah he is like 
crazy cool. I, I that's why I was saying I love the background of this character, but just those three episodes of him complaining because is rough. I, I think we're all very easily would identify with this character as. Oh a, yeah. I mean, we all yeah. want to be Tanjiro, but right. wouldn't you be just you know going to a mansion shitless? with demons? Yeah. yeah. I'd be scared so the fact mom. that like when you're when you get over yourself, where he has to physically pass out to get over himself. <laughs> true, to true. get over yourself, you got to get out of yourself. Am I right? Right. And and so he becomes um. He has perfected only this one form of breathing technique. Right. And this is while he's passed out. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so Tanjiro is fighting the main demon with like a broken leg and broken ribs. And and enter the boar of men, Inosuke. <laughs> Inosuke. Inosuke. I love me some Inosuke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a, he's a demon slayer with, he's actually just wearing a boar mask a boar head he is just absolutely shredded yoked out yeah he's got like the the fill from like hercules thing lower half going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. philatiti's legs with the boar head going on but this guy is insane yeah he's the wild card he comes out of nowhere first off he steps on the little girl as he's like jumping across (laughs) you don't know whose side he's on when he shows up and that's why i don't know if he's a demon or not (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's got a boar head. You assume he's a demon, right? Right, yeah. And so while Tanjiro's dealing with this, he sees this boar head guy running into the room, and so it's a little confusing. But I think I think he gets instantly casted out or runs out or something before he starts fighting. Yeah, the they get demon. separated because the little drummer boy just goes off. <laughs> <laughs> little, drummer boy. little drummer boy demon, yeah. So Tanjiro starts fighting the little drummer boy demon, <laughs> and we find out that he was once one of the 12 Kizuki. And he's been casted out from that. And he's trying to regain his spot back in that, in those mm-hmm. rankings, right? And you can see it in their eyes. They have like little markings in their eye. And even the subtitles will say lower rank six or higher rank five or something like that. So I think his was like lower rank five or formerly lower rank yeah. five. And so Tanjiro makes quick work of this little drummer boy demon. And after he kills him, like I said, he kind of, we get his backstory on who this demon was before he became a demon and it was just a guy it was just a kid basically looking for acceptance from like his dad or from like a father figure or an adult male looking for some support or some whatever from this guy well what's what's the old adage we all know is either you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain (laughs) yeah exactly that (laughs) and that's kind of how it was he kind of took all that personally he wasn't good enough to be a drummer wasn't good enough to be a writer wasn't good enough to do all this stuff and a lot of humanity is added to these demons because who hasn't who hasn't had a low point in their life while they where they've turned to the dark side right where you've done something that you're not proud of right that's kind of what i got out of this with was all of these demons kind of became what they were most afraid of or what their demon was inside of them Mm -hmm. so i don't know what the girl with the soccer balls demon was but (laughs) she didn't get picked first she didn't get picked first in soccer class yeah and she wasn't strong enough but now she shredded (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so after tanjiro kills this demon we he comes outside and realizes that zenitsu is getting his ass handed to him (laughs) by onosuke because zenitsu is protecting the box that Nezuko's in because Tanjiro explained to him, hey, this box means more to me than my entire life. And so I need you to protect it with at all costs. And so Zenitsu, as being a quick, very quick and loyal friend, lets Inosuke kind of just, like I said, kick his ass. <laughs> because, <laughs> because he knows there's kind of, he thinks there's a demon in there and he's going to get in there and kill it. And Tanjiro comes out and 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, and then you know the end of this episode, which leads us to a really great episode of them all healing. But we finally get that. I mean, with all good anime, there is a trifecta. The triangle is the strongest symbol, you know. Bingo. And uh, we finally get our three character like trifecta of we've got the straight man, uh, which is uh, you know Tanjiro. We've got the wild card, who's in Nosuke, and we've got the fucking frady cat which is <laughs> the love struck frady cat Zenitsu. yeah the girl crazy Zenitsu. yeah <laughs> and and they all they all take away and add like these really important aspects of each other and and it adds it adds the comedy there's the heartache and and it's just uh it's a perfect um little uh mixture little of, melting of pot yeah right. it's a good melting pot of characters right and so they actually all kind of join forces like you said and they go and kind of heal up at this little old lady's house yeah. was this did he reveal himself uh inosuke this is bef- yeah, before, before or after yes we are so before they go to these healing springs with this sweet old lady we get to see there's this huge this you know this huge brawl between the boys right uh, yeah and they're all like why should i trust you who are you yeah and inosuke yeah. takes off his boar mask which we find is a mask because he is not a demon right and it's revealed that he is beautiful yeah he's <laughs> just breathtakingly beautiful like the anime drawing on his face and everything too it's he's basically took like a girl's face and it's jarring it with the body, body where they're like not specific like Tanjiro's right. like i was gonna beat your ass but then i saw that you have very delicate features exactly. and very quite attractive <laughs> they have like like the stars like going i think around his face and then the other two characters are just staring at him in disbelief like that's really what you look like <laughs> which like i love that because it kind of like leads to like them it just leads to a more backstory on inosuke yeah. i kind of think that's why he's such a, like a hard-headed prick to kind of and he wears a mask just to prove himself that he's a tough guy yeah even though he looks very gentle yes he's, he's got the pretty boy aspect about himself Correct. yeah there are unfortunately i learned a lot of secrets about inosuke and um his backstory it makes sense it makes sense who he is so you've got you've got a pretty good um um, idea of of what's going on with him which i'm so excited to learn more about our characters in the next season me too and so that while they're healing up at this little tiny old lady she's like two feet tall <laughs> I, I love when they just go in there and they're all like i said they got to heal up their wounds from fighting all these demons oh yeah everybody you have broken ribs you have broken ribs you have broken ribs. right everybody's just, got broken ribs it just calls them all out all right <laughs> this is where they they see nezuko for the first time yeah so they're all sleeping except for um zenitsu and the box like opens up while he's staring at it and you just see tiny little nezuku wa- like walk out of the box and she's oh. in her like little chibi form <laughs> and she has the ability to become very small <laughs> very small to fit in this box yeah <laughs> and she starts to grow and zenitsu is like love struck but at the same time is afraid because it's a demon obviously <laughs> oh yeah he's pissed at tanjiro because he's like you've got this hot stuff around you all the time yeah. i thought i was brothers in arms with you but this whole yeah. time you've been cuddled by a beautiful woman he's like no, no that is that's not, not what's going not on not the case here yeah and then yes zenitsu pledges his undying love to nezuko and i'm so excited to see where that takes me them. too yeah and so right after they kind of get all healed up insert crow with the next mission and they don't i don't think they get to heal up for very long like no i well they they, says but yeah they get this they get this time and um there's some um 
there's some very there's some sweetness added to Inosuke because he's such a hard head and he wants to be the best, but he knows he's not the best kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, you get to see this like really sweet side of Inosuke where he's like got these like bubbly like little like wisps of air around him. Where he, there's this, this moment yeah. of him going, ah, oh, like oh, I get <laughs> Just taking it. Taking a gentle breath. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, I think so. They instantly get another mission from the, the crows and a bunch of these demon slayers are getting murked <laughs> up on this mountain, right? And so that this is where they start to head up and we meet this entire spider family of demons. Yes, yeah, so go with the second half of the series, which is the Mount Nagumo um, arc, basically, right. which is the spider forest. Yeah, it's just covered with a bunch of demon spiders, basically. I mean, the main character is a demon spider, <laughs> yeah. and he's finding other demons and kind of like how um what's her name tamayo oh tamayo where she adds more demons to her group only only because she wants to take care of them right right kind of in the reverse sense he he's saving these demons from being nothing no one or getting murdered to become stronger and become part of his family yeah there's this it's it's a great um it, um, it's a great impasse between Tanjiro's very positive um family um, like where he he's rose from from a, from great um, like trials and tribulations mm-hmm. and made his family even stronger somehow with just the two of them. Whereas the spider family is just toxicity. Yeah, with like, like 10 different people, right? There's yeah, 10 different just demons. Just toxic family, um, you know, relationships where it's just all abusive and it's all... First off, these spiders are gorgeous. I love the design of them. I love that every single demon has these great like facial pieces and um, really pretty designs. I love that um, Mama Spider's got big badonk dongles and she's gorgeous. <laughs> um, sorry, this is not appropriate, but she's just she's she's hot to trot. And I'm um, sorry. Um, but yes, there's this this very toxic family structure that they've been. Um, brought into and much like a lot of other uh spider arcs that i've seen within series is that it comes with puppeteering and them controlling people and it's so cool right and so the main the main baddie the main demon rui i think his name is yeah rui rui Rui. Rui. something like that he's lower rank five we come to find out he's one of the 12 kizuki so their webs are like indestructible and they are like piercing they literally they can go right through your skin and cut your head off so that's why they're killing all of these demon slayers at the same time they're using instead of killing them they're using them as puppets to fight other demon slayers that are coming up on the mountain so they don't know if these demon slayers are trying to kill them or they don't know that they're being controlled by these spider guys yeah what a better way to um to defeat an enemy by using your own army against you. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like if you like turned around to punch me, I would be like, what, what? Yeah, why no, are you doing this no, to me? No, daddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. He's going to know what to do. So, you know, it's almost, it's like a way of, how, how do I defeat you without harming you? Correct. Or what, or you just lose your mind. Like right. what's going on? Right. And so Tanjiro, when they come to the main battle, yeah, episode 19 that broke the internet, basically, yeah. because this is when an actual, like, this whole episode is like a, a Japanese, like, uh, uh, what is it? Is it keto? Oh, no, that's a diet. Um, it's just it's just like an era of a painting where it's like, you know, you see the waves and, and his fighting style comes out. And yeah. it's just 
beautiful. It's just right. gorgeous. That's all. It's gorgeous. <laughs> the chefiest kiss a chef could kiss. <laughs> while while Tanjiro is fighting Rui, it's you think while they're fighting, there's no way Tanjiro can win, right? He has. There's no way this guy can win. This guy's way too strong, and he's a lower five of the twelve Kizuki. And I think there's a point where Tanjiro just I, he thinks he's finished. And this is where Nezuko kind of shows her blood. I think it's called. It's exploding blood. Exploding. That's her, like one of her powers, right? Yes. And um, n- not only that, is that his uh, Tanjiro's water style changes to uh, something that he recalls. This happens with Nezuko constantly, is that when she is fighting, she only has past memories of her family. Right. Whereas finally, Tanjiro has this past memory of his father for the first time. And it's beautiful because his father was like, uh, does this beautiful fire fire dance, right? And the, the animation on that is awesome. It makes it look it makes it look aged, yeah, like, uh, and yeah. it makes it look foggy like a memory, mm-hmm. and it just adds this impactful moment of his style changing to you know he's got this beautiful red hair and he's fighting with his water technique, right? But all of a sudden it changes to his fire dancing technique, which is his father, and he finally evokes something from his past, like Nezuko's been doing, and he just jams that broken sword into Ryu's neck and you just feel the momentum and right. it's just amazing with her with her exploding blood power on the other side of the sword to push the sword through his oh, neck oh it's so good yeah, crazy cool and so we think obviously it's over <laughs> that Tanjiro's killed him right come to find out Ryu cut his own head off with his uh, spider web or his spider silk or whatever you call it and cut his own head off before he could with the sword so he's still alive, <laughs> which is is it's hard to take in because Tanjiro's done. We call that a baller move. <laughs> yeah, Tanjiro's spent, right? So this is I think this is where Gaio comes in. Yes, this is um uh, previously uh, Gaio and Shinobu are right. um uh are ordered to take out um Tanjiro and uh, Nezuko. Right. And um or they're ordered to act because right. there is this um outlier. Um, kind of pulling all the strings, but uh, you know, spider strings, spider webs. Um, there is this outlier pulling all the strings, um, and you constantly the, see the back of him, um, and he is uh, telling orders. You know, that's with the twins in the in the final selection. That's with um, Orokudaki being ordered to train Tanjiro. That is uh, uh, Gaiu and Shinobu being told to go out and act upon what is happening in the spider forest. It's like a guild, right? Yes, it right. is. Yes. And those are that's later revealed, of course. Right. But these two characters, which Gaiu we already know, Shinobu is um, a, she's almost like she's got this like uh, insect style uh, where poison is her attribute that she hones. And mm-hmm. she's she's got this hollow look in her eyes that makes me think she's a demon at first. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, Tamayo does. Yeah. But she's like, she freaking lays into Gaiu. She's like, Oh, this is why nobody likes you. <laughs> just <laughs> bluntly she, honest. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, I'll kill you if you get in my way. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's that was the kind of the scariest type of people. Yeah, <laughs> just, just her ultimate honest. power yeah. and she's like with oh. a smile on her face. Yeah, she's like, I know that you're gonna put up a fight, but it's not going to be that easy. You know? <laughs> right, right. And so she's actually the one who saves Zenitsu from becoming a spider. Yes. He got she injected does. with poison. Zenitsu has this beautiful backstory about himself and how he was actually trained um, by uh, another, where our later find out to be the Hashira Guild. 
It was his grandfather it, who, who was in the Hashira. Who was yeah. the um, the lightning Hashira, I believe. Thunder. Thunder Hashira. And and so Zenitsu has this thing where he, he just has so much anxiety and so much um, distrust in himself. But he, because he's only perfected one style of breathing technique. But the thing is, like, he's perfected it. And yet he's still so down, downtrodden on himself. I mean, I don't think he knows, though, that he's perfected it, right? Um, yeah. Because this is when he passes out. That makes sense, yes. Right. Because he passes out and he becomes, like, ultimate. So Gayu finishes off Ryu, the spider demon. And Tanjiro thinks it's everything's safe and he's fine until he realizes that Gayu and Shinobu are there to get Nezuko. Nezuko, right? Yeah, and we find that Gayu is very torn because he they are ordered... It's that there is this very this very interesting rule that demon slayers cannot harm each other, right? And right. they constantly find um, the gray area or the loopholes. Of, yeah, the loopholes in that contract. And yeah. So Gaiyu and Shinobu have this great fight, and Shinobu is like this very like love to hate her. Like Gaiyu's protecting Tanjiro and Nezuko because he, he's torn. And yeah, Shinobu's, and he sees their bond, but right. Shinobu's following. So orders, that's why they're right? fighting, right? And Shinobu is. Gaiyu puts her in a headlock, is ready to take her out, and Shinobu's like, you do realize that this is against the guild rules. Yeah, and then she's right. like, but if you were to let me go, I will not fulfill my actions. And then she goes to just stab him in the head, and then, rack, Shinobu, uh, wait, rack, <laughs> Nezuko and Tanjiro are supposed to be brought back to the guild and cannot be harmed. Right. And is saved by the bell, Gaiyu, because he would have, Dude, Shinobu would have wrecked him. She, she's right. like not even ultimate power is released. You can tell because she's so absolutely calm. And Gaiyu's using everything he has like in his conflicted mind to help Tanjiro. Right. And so they bring Tanjiro and Nezuko back to the guild, like you said. And this is where we kind of meet the nine Hashira. Yes, we finally meet the uh, we meet the upper echelons of uh, the the Demon Slayer Guild. Basically, the good versus evil, like I said, Jedi versus Sith. <laughs> it, it is that, right? I mean, it's just like the ultimate you can get in the Demon Slayer ranks. And so we meet them, and we find out each one has a different breathing technique or a different fighting style. Yeah, they all have their um, not their Nishirin because that's the blade. They all have a specific aspect of themselves that is important. We have got the the mist Hashira. Right. We have got the fire. the fire Hashira. We have the snake Hashira. It's that guy's cool looking. <laughs> I I'm he's he's got um. He's got that like that soft boy aspect that I really like about evil people. Like so goth emo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, look at how sharp his hairline is. I love it. Um, and then there's the one girl, the love Hashira, where she annoys the hell out of me already. The the pink to green hair, who's like, oh yeah. Ah, yeah, oh like like I really hope that her and Zenitsu uh, like meet each other at some point because I guarantee that he's gonna be the only boy that she doesn't love. Right. <laughs> like there's no way that that's not going to happen. Right. But all these all these great characters with, you know, huge vibrato are introduced Big and they're time. all they're huge. Some of them are gigantic. Yeah. The stone Hashira is terrifying Jeez. and he cries all the huge. time. Right. I love that about this gentle <laughs> so, giant. <laughs> yeah, so they all have these great characteristics of themselves, but Kaguya is finally introduced. This guy who has been pulling all the strings He's in the, the good background. Leader. Yes, and he is blind. He's almost like burnt. Everybody has a scar that tells a story, mm -hmm. which is really interesting and um they go through this like they go through this impasse of what are we supposed to do with these characters but kaguya shows up and he goes 
I don't know. Like, I, I believe that uh, Nezuko can be used in our, uh, like, to our advantage. Right. But um, the, the wind the, Hashira, I forgot his name. Yes, the, the white guy with the gray hair. hair. Yes, the 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 gray mm. gray well yeah. white gray yeah white white is always bad symbolism in in anime characters True. because yeah. he dies first but <laughs> uh but yes this character is like i will prove to you that nezuko is an outlier for a reason bloodthirsty demon yes yeah and this um great uh, moment is uh it is uh, happens before he cuts himself with a knife in uh, front of just, her just on his arm it's like dude yeah just with like no regard just cuts well, it he has and... so many scars already true so, right know, god and, forbid he has another one right in front of nezuko and nezuko's got the you know bamboo choke in her mouth and she's just drooling when she's seeing the blood but then her memories kind of like you said stop her from being a bloodthirsty demon <laughs> she is not a bad girl she is a good girl and she deserves to be small or large or whatever <laughs> size she chooses to be at the time and kaguya decides to let them stay in his freaking mansion of mansions right every right. mansion gets a mansion right and then they get sent out on another mission and this is where they head towards the train Ah, yes. And once again, the Taisho period never... I uh, love that when they first come up to the train stop. And Zen, what does Zenitsu say when he sees the train? This is the god of the war. He's like, he's like the ready god to of fight this land. them. Yeah. And then... And Doesn't Zenitsu, he like bow to it or something? No, no. Uh, uh, Inosuke's ready to fight it. And the Tanjiro, train. <laughs> and, and Zenitsu's like, seriously, guys, it's a train. And Tanjiro's like, but what if this is the god of this land and we I must respect that. it? And Zenitsu's <laughs> like, you guys have seriously never seen a train before? Yeah, yeah. And so amongst uh, them finally getting to this train, which is going to lead them to, let's say, season two. Or the movie. Um, or the movie. What happens is Muzan is destroying the 12 Kizutsuki. The lower ranks. He, he is ready to have a much bigger army. The end, The final scene or the final episode of this series was with Muzan with the lower ranks of the 12 Kizuki and he is ripping oh actually first we first find out that he's a girl now <laughs> yeah he's a he's a I'm mean, he, so he is a woman and it's really cool because not not only is he uh is he capable of manipulating what people see him as mm -hmm. but he's capable of manipulating what the demons see him as right so he is in control of every single aspect of who he is like he's constructed himself to this perfect like stronghold of a boss of a mob boss right basically. and even the even the demons are like who is this they don't even know that it's yeah they're Muzan. like why don't they're like why are we even here they're showing their true colors to this stupid woman you know right exactly and they're and not taking her seriously gotcha they come to find out it's muzon and he's depleting his arsenal here. no he's, he's cleaning up shop <laughs> he's cleaning up shop because he doesn't think they're strong enough and so he's he's literally there's i think there's six of them there and he's just murdering them the next one in so line cool. he asks them a question they don't answer it right even if they did answer it right they are getting murdered and so the next one of the next guy like the third in line is like i'm making a run for it you know like this guy's murdering people no matter what so he takes off and instantly i think it jumps into the next demon's head and like freaking idiot because <laughs> they know there's no running from this guy because <laughs> he just yeah, he does the him. he does the like um the self-deprecating thing where he's like he's like i'm nothing without you mm -hmm. what a great honor it is to just be murdered by you that's, I that's, it's a girl right the last one no it's a dude that's a dude. Uh, I mean, uh, we've all seen My Chemical Romance. The looks can be deceiving, Either right? Way. Yeah, doesn't matter <laughs> to me. Like, but I was just wondering. I, but he is so cool. Like I love yeah. his. I love his 
beautiful blue eyes, his red pieced hair, and then the turquoise on the sides. Like, it is revealed that he is going to be the demon on the train. And I think what it was really cool that was uh, revealed to us in this um, dreamscape that Muzan is cleaning up shop and killing yeah, his demons, yeah. it's going to be a dreamscape on the train. What the preview has shown us for um, Mugen Train mm-hmm. is that, I, I mean, if you've seen the preview, that's, that's all we've got so far, right. is that the only thing that we know is that 40 people have gone missing on this train alone. 40 demon slayers are getting... But demon slayers have also gone missing. Oh, okay. So in order to learn, Tanjiro is going onto this train and ready to do his next mission with his friends. But he's also ready to learn more about his um, fire technique. Right. From one of the Hashira who is on this mission specifically. Correct. The very strange big eyebrow. I'm excited to do anything and kill anyone. I, yeah, guy. I love that guy. <laughs> I'm really excited to see who he is. And yeah. like because he is just stoked. Right. So about the ending anything. the ending scene is them riding off on a train in the middle of the night and the demon standing on the back yeah, of the, the train. Yeah, the demon who earned his his place by being everything upon agreeable right to do whatever it is that muzan wants him to do right and that that kind of concludes season one that's yeah, season one of demon slayer <laughs> guys if you didn't understand any of this then you have not seen demon slayer season one because right. we have gone back and forth on everything and there's just so many aspects of it to be excited for right. and just to you know geek out about. well we could talk about this for literally hours like we just went to the main points that kind of stuff that stuck out to us yeah this is us trying to make it short (laughs) yeah this is us trying to make an entire series trying to be quaint and precise right make it a podcast episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just for the good of the people (laughs) right do you want to just um jump into some fan questions yeah i would love to hear what the people got to say okay cool so we got a couple fan questions our first one was um h rager underscore on instagram and he asked what's the deal with the birthmarks do you have any like theory or so i didn't necessarily see them as birthmarks i thought they were scars right you know on each character but tanjiro's changes over time doesn't it correct yeah so like what i kind of got out of it was my theory is the birthmarks slash scars are kind of like a stepping stone to like unlocking your inner self or unlocking a part of you to become something better. So I think like Tanjiro, I think he got his when he was younger is what I'm guessing because we don't get an explanation about it. The first scar, when you first see him, it's like a light gray or like like a light tan. Maybe it has something to do with the fire dance that his father teaches him. Because his father had the same one. His father had a scar on his head too. Maybe it is a birthmark. It could be, yeah. So after he's in the final selection, he fights the hand demon the big ugly green thing and he hits hit into a tree and that's when it changes it kind of turns to like it looks like a tattoo like a like it doesn't look like a scar anymore it just looks like a big it actually looks like a mike tyson tattoo like on his forehead well, right? is that when he uses his um water technique for the first time because it's said within the series that you know his water technique he uses it to even heal himself and propel himself forward right. to do actions because it's it's not necessarily something that you also like um, project it's something that you can internalize and make yourself stronger mm-hmm. you know that, yeah that's, that was my theory on it so was, maybe it's something that's aged over time right that is kind of unlocking you to like i said Ooh. to another step and maybe like the ultimate he's going to have more marks on his face or he's going to have more marks on his body because you see like the upper hashira they all have marks on them all of them even if they're light scars maybe they haven't fully unlocked their powers Ooh. or the other ones that do have the darker like tattoo looking marks 
that they've kind of unlocked their ultimate power, maybe. Well, and then Genya is at the very end. You finally get to see him again uh, for yeah, just a moment. Yeah. He's seen. He's seen in the um, the opening, like the opening credits. And this stuff. is where he has the big. But scar he's, yeah, face. he's got the big scar across his and he face. Looks buff now. <laughs> and dude, he's got the he's got the good like half shades. Like I don't out. care what happens to me anymore. Yeah. Past and present are here now. Like yeah. that's dude. Ride or die is somebody who shaves half their head. That's true. Not wrong. <laughs> I got a weird feeling about that guy. I think he's gonna be something in this next season or maybe even the movie i read spoilers so you're so not you know. wrong okay hey, something's I, gonna happen good feeling. <laughs> and i'm very excited about it he yeah he looks he looks terrifying and um somebody's so outrageously angry like it only yeah, seems like it's been born angry. of more anger right so yeah. i'm excited to see where he lies in the hashira because he's not one of the nine right right exactly yeah uh we got another question here from the rourke 90 on instagram where could someone find the movie uh well it looks like that we have only heard recently that on the 16th of this month of march is that we on the official twitter more information will be released about the usa release you can watch the japanese film on crunchyroll or funimation dubbed Mm -hmm. um or i mean subbed and then i hope that we get our official dubbed soon COVID has taken so much away from me but it's also given me demon slayer so i can wait Right, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for both of those. Yes. <laughs> so keep an eye out. I want to hear that, some of that news on when it's getting released. Uh, we got one more question on Facebook from Austin. It's kind of a two-parter. He said, will Zenitsu ever be able to fight without passing out? <laughs> <laughs> and the second question, or part of the question was, and will he be less annoying in season two? <laughs> I think the most annoying characters um, over time develop into the most endearing characters. Mm-hmm. That is something really huge about, like, let's say, um, uh, there. I mean, I off the top of my head, I cannot name names, but the truth is, is that that always happens within series. It's happened in One Piece. It's happened in Naruto. It's happened in Inuyasha. It's happened in Full Metal Alchemist. It's like the most annoying character. Uh, proves like they 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 have uh they step up to right. the plate and i think that he'll finally realize you know if you grow up hating yourself you're going to realize that you are the only thing that you have yeah and you are worthy he's going to find his worthiness at some point and i it, there's no way there's no way that he's not because if he is the second third favorite character there's something about him that people love right and it's either you see yourself or you see what you like what he is capable of and that's right, his what potential yes his potential is great i think I'm, he's gonna unlock something and i think he's gonna be able to fight without passing out that's that's just the blunt part of the question and what for me i think i really connect him to neville from harry potter it, oh harry potter's a perfect example yeah yes yeah. Because neville, i think he's gonna be neville he's just a whiny little kid who gets all these wrong things are happening to him and then at the very end no spoilers He's just a savage, right? Yeah, you become... He steps up. Yes, you you mature. You, you uh, if you look inside yourself and you, uh, I mean, he's so um, self-deprecating, which is, it's not a sexy feature. Just so you not know, if you if you hate yourself, I hate you too. You know, like <laughs> yeah, it's not attractive. True. Like low right. self-esteem isn't attractive because it's, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you keep saying you're the worst, you're the worst. Right. And he's going to realize, I, I, I haven't actually read any spoilers. Like I promise you that. Uh-huh. But there's something about this character, his design alone, I'm in love with. I, I love how bright he is and how he's constantly um, reprimanded for having blonde hair because they're like, your hair should be black. You shouldn't dye it. But well, he, he got, got like struck, struck by, by lightning. lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and he got his ability i think that he's going to mature and maybe 
maybe he'll finally stand up for a woman. That's what I think. I think he's gonna. We're gonna find his growth, and he's gonna be growing into himself and realizing his potential and stepping up. And yeah. like you said, maybe maybe it's for a woman. Maybe it's to protect Nezuko. Maybe it's to protect his friends. Yeah, and this is me just. Um, getting ready to say that I liked Zenitsu before anybody else did hey. when he is popular. <laughs> okay, that, le- probably should. that leads me to my question for you. Do you have a favorite character? Ah, uh, man, easily. I mean, Nezuko's great. Minus Tanjiro and Nezuko because I Minus, think that uh, yes, everyone's those are, those are easy. Um, <laughs> Kanoa is becoming very important to me. She's one of the four who survived out of the final selection. Oh, okay, yeah. She is um, Shinobu's adoptive sister, which you get to learn more about her in the series. There's just something about her. Maybe it's because Tanjiro is very romantically inclined towards her and it's really adorable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's very soft-spoken and I think she's going to find her power. And there's just something about her that I think is gonna. She will hopefully become the fourth of of the the you know the the, the trio. Yeah, yeah. But also, I don't know. I'm really excited to see what the Hashira have to offer. The the um, mist Hashira, the yeah. dude with the pigtails. Yeah, he's stupid, but I like it. Um. So, okay. Let's let me cut to the chase. Inosuke is easily my favorite character right now because he adds the comedy i love the bullheaded dumbass who it doesn't mean to be funny but he is yeah so i'm gonna say that i really like inosuke the most that's yeah. easy yeah i'm uh i'm probably on board with you there with inosuke yeah. he's your favorite well, i think he just reminds me a lot of my buddy harry <laughs> just kind of <laughs> just kind of full board just go get it go do stuff you know just oh. all out what character do you identify with the most a little bit of Zenitsu, a little bit of Tanjiro. <laughs> see, I would, I see you as Tanjiro because I see you as your best, right? And Tanjiro is hey. the best of all of us, ah, right? Come on, come on. But I identify with Zenitsu so much. Yeah, I think we <laughs> where all. Where I'm like just fucking terrified all the right, time. Right. I think when push comes to shove, I'm I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna fight, especially if it's me protecting my family or my son or you know my friends, whoever it is. Yeah, you find out. Um, you know, you you don't. Don't uh, like demonetize yourself because you're a deer in headlights when something terrifying happens. Correct. Yeah. Do not, you know, uh, apologize for yourself when you are afraid. Right. Um, but you know, not all of us are capable of being the person who's like dumb enough to be like, I don't care what happens to me. I'm gonna protect everybody around me. You know. For, for me, it's like I realized that about myself. Uh, literally one time, I, I'm afraid of blood, like queasy as hell. Like if I see blood, I'm getting like woozy. But like one of my good buddies cut his leg with a chainsaw and i was the first one over there and i saw his leg and like instant reaction was like i gotta help this guy i can't just let him sit here and bleed out i can't get queasy and pass out it's like so i just went to a whole different person it's like ripped off my belt tied up his leg called out the other guys we carried him to the truck so i'm glad that me in like the fight or flight type of thing i'd stand up your fight that's great yeah yeah it's good to find that about yourself because I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. Somebody breaks into my house, I'm not going to hide or try to get, I'm going to go. No, if somebody breaks into your house, they're not going to see you walking from the shadows with a bat. They're going to see you walking from the shadows with your, your perfect, uh, (laughs) sword, your master sword, replica, shing, shing. It's like, oh oh, man. You picked the wrong house. (laughs) You picked the wrong house, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think let's kind of wrap up the episode. We're kind of going a little long, but yeah we just were super excited about this like we said we could have talked about this forever you got anything else uh it's just a great series it's been so long since i've been introduced to an anime that i had to 
put all my preconceived notions like behind me and just enjoy something. And it was just, I willfully enjoyed it and it was worth it. I am excited to talk about whatever the hell it is that's nerdy next for us. Oh, Who yeah. knows? I've been thinking about the Bermuda Triangle a lot. Hey. Or let's, or, yeah. you know, you know, when you were afraid of quicksand as a kid, whatever happened to that, you know? <laughs> I, I, no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just ready to, you know, talk about our next subject. It's been such a long hiatus for us. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for the, like, more and more fan questions that we're getting yeah we've please, got we've please. got uh new stickers that we're excited to start putting out there we'll uh maybe be selling them in the future but that's probably a long ways away right now <laughs> i'm just excited to get merchandise started and to finally um get some i, I want a third person in here man yeah we're probably uh, probably next episode we're gonna bring somebody in but yeah i just want to say thank you guys for all the questions and all the love and all the shares likes everything on it like the kind words on instagram facebook everything and if you're new to this episode or new to this podcast uh you can hit us up or follow us on facebook instagram at studio geekly pod we just we love the community we, we love building this community we, we can't really build it without your help and so yeah i just i'm looking forward to the future so thanks for listening and we'll see you next episode Bye-bye. <laughs>